Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, Kimosabis, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. It's Thursday, October 17th, and we're coming to you live, well, semi-live, from Southern California and sunny, I think, I would assume, uh, Sedona, Arizona, to bring you all the latest geek content. I'm your co-host, Wonder Rob. You know that. And on the line with me, my best friend in the whole wide world, the ying to my yang, the uh, the Tony to my soprano. You thought I was going to say Stark. Psych, got you. Shaf. <laughs> How's it going, Shaf? What up, you cucks? <laughs> oh, man. We were just having a conversation but right before we started recording. Somebody taught Shaf the word cuck, and now it's he won't stop saying it's it. It's my favorite word now. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're at Target or something, and there's a parent walking around with their little kid, and they're like, "My penis!" My yeah. penis. Like a little child who just learned the word penis and won't stop saying it. That's you, <laughs> but with the word cuck. <laughs> it's like when Mo is trying not to cuss because he's in like a family restaurant thing, and then he like uh. says freaking, and then the kid's like. <laughs> yes oh man oh. all right well let, let's uh hold on i'm actually gonna make a note shop i'm writing the the word cuck down right now because that might go in the show notes we'll see it, uh let's see if it makes it yeah because yeah you, we'll see <laughs> if you don't spell it all the way out and you put you know something in place of the u then people will probably think it's not cuck that i'm saying oh but something i'm else. more i'm more interested in seeing if the uh the apple uh itunes sensors are gonna <laughs> flag that word oh usually well, we'll i usually i fix that <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go all right well uh this episode that you're listening to right now again we're recording on thursday october 17th we usually record on tuesday nights so this episode is coming out a little bit late but we thank you for being patient and if you're a new listener do us a personal favor uh, whatever, whatever platform you're listening this to, if it's iTunes, if it's Spotify, if it's SoundCloud, if it's Google Play, if it's anything in between, go ahead and hit that like button if it has it, or smash the subscribe button. That way, you do not miss out on uh, the semi-regular, sometimes content <laughs> from Geek So to Speak podcast. <laughs> and while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star. Or will accept four graciously, but preferably five star review on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out. It helps us grow. Plus, you get a special sexy shout out on the show anytime you or anybody leaves a review. So it really uh it comes 
wink, wink, both ways. If you catch <laughs> my drift. Dang, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot of geek news for you this week, guys. Uh, lots and lots of things to talk about, especially since we're a couple days late in recording. Plus, we are uh, going to be discussing the uh, instant classic uh, <laughs> to be known uh, probably from years to come as the pinnacle of cinema, Gemini Man, starring Will Smith and Will Smith. Or uh, the Fresh Prince and uh, Old Man Will Smith, I guess, depending on how you. <laughs> yeah, that's that. a good point. Uh, but we'll get to that all in a minute. But first, Shaf, how you been? It, uh, we're recording late, so it feels like I haven't seen you in a week plus a day or two. How you been, man? Dude, I've been really, really good. Really, really good. So, first of all, I just want to give a shout out to uh, SSG because she's got me set up here in her treatment room uh, where she provides um, her healing sessions for her clients. And uh, she set up this essential oils uh, going right now. And it is smelling delightful in here. There's uh, uh, various um, uh, forest uh, scents going. We have um, probably like Douglas fir or like bergamot. Ber- bergamot or bergamo or how do you pronounce it? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Flowers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure but <laughs> it, it smells great in here. And then she set up a candle for me as well. She she set me up big time. So, so what's is- that smell in here? Oh, that's just the geraniums. <laughs> the geraniums. <laughs> These are. It smells like geraniums. <laughs> so yeah. So I've been. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, this very tranquil environment to be recording the uh, podcast episode tonight. And then um, also, Wonder Rob, I got some news for you. Oh really? So you know remember- how I'm a fan of news. Remember when I was talking about um, in a potential voice acting gig? Oh, you remember when I brought it up and then you got the devil look on your face saying, <laughs> we can't talk about this. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, that's the one. That's the I one. do remember that. I do. So, I do. Uh, although I can't share what it's for, I can confirm that I have been selected for it. So your boy Shaf has just um, um, acquired a very very awesome opportunity for some voice acting uh, with a very well-known uh, company. And hopefully I'll be able to share more in the future, but I'm just going to operate on the safe side right now and and uh, just let you know that Shaf's doing good. Shaf made some serious connections and Shaf is excited for what comes next. All right. That's awesome, dude. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll all all catch a little glimpse of your voice in the future, and you will be the envy of everybody's day when we hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in there was a secret message. (laughs) That's it. But we can't say anymore. But that's awesome, dude. That's freaking fantastic, fantastic work. Thank you. Very thrilled, and I'm very much looking forward to getting a taste Ooh. Of the voiceover samples. It's going to be fantastic, my man. <laughs> so, Wonder Rob, that's what's going on in my world. Um, I did make my very first to Sedona, I'm sorry, from Sedona and to Sedona trips in one day. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That's actually the main reasons why this podcast was delayed. So, just to put, you know, be fully transparent with our audience, uh, I was tired, super tired. <laughs> <laughs> so um the took we i got up at 4 30 in the morning on wednesday and drove from sedona to tempe to go to work and then worked a full day 
Then I had an appointment after that. And then after that, I drove back from uh, North Phoenix up to Sedona again. So um, I, I, I two-timed it on Wednesday. And yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tired. But I will say it was, it's really great to be back in this amazing space. So I'm glad to be back up here in Sedona with SSG, just loving life. So Wonder Rob, tell me what's your week has been like. Oh, snap, son. So uh, this week I, uh, I dragged the family to Disneyland. Oh. You know, you know, your boy Wonder Rob loves him <laughs> some Disneyland. Now, oh, yeah. <clears throat> this was, uh, it was really just to renew our annual passes because not this current upcoming weekend, but the following weekend, we've got tickets for that uh, Oogie Boogie's scary Halloween party Ooh. at Disneyland. But I didn't feel like going and then renewing my pass at the same time because I don't know, Shaw, if you, I know you've been to Disneyland, oh, yeah. but I, I know you've gone because we've gone together, but several times actually. But have you gone to Disneyland when you don't have a ticket? No, and, never. <laughs> and you got to get, you got to go into those lines. No. Or the, the, those lines are the worst. They're the literal worst. So I wanted <laughs> to go, I wanted to go and take care of it beforehand, get in line, get my annual pass all set up. Um, and why I'm do they sure, make you do that in person? Why, well, why can't you do that online? To be fair, I don't really know if they do <laughs> make <laughs> you do that. Uh, that's it's funny that you say that because that was a question my wife asked me while we were about twenty minutes into that line. Why? Why didn't we just do this online? I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. It made me think that there was just no way to do it online. But if there is, then man. Well, SoCal residents, a bunch of cucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a tally, actually. So you've got two so far. Um, you, it's a quarter in the swear jar every single time. Shop, you cut. <laughs> gonna, that one doesn't count. It's gonna get count. pricey. It's gonna oh, get boy. pricey up in here. All right. Um, I know if you're a SoCal resident, you can break up the annual passes into monthly payments. And so I was just working under the assumption that you had to go there in person. But who knows? I, I don't know what the deal is. Um, but we didn't stay very long. It was really just to again renew the annual passes. Uh, Link, my boy, he's uh, 10 months now, turning 11 months in uh, just a week or two here. He hasn't really experienced Disneyland uh, as far as being cognizant of his surroundings. He's been there when he was a newborn and he just slept through the whole thing. So we're really looking forward to getting him into that that Halloween party. So we didn't take him on much. I didn't go into Galaxy's Edge. I'm still saving that. But we did take him into uh, The Little Mermaid. And I got to tell you, this kid just fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i had him in my lap um and he just conked out halfway through the, the ride and i was like all right well <laughs> there you that, go and there you for go. those situations that's why they have the winnie the pooh ride because there's no way you can fall asleep during that psychedelic clusterfuck well you know uh i do like the winnie the pooh ride a lot but <laughs> He's he's a he's a baby. His his main interests right now are colors, sleeping, eating, and pooping. That's about it. Um, and That's what and I mean. Elmo he would like that because it gets all it gets all like acid trippy. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he'll like it. He was just he was asleep, like he was just tired. <laughs> so next, not next weekend, the weekend after that, when we go for the party, I'm sure I'm sure I'll have lots of things to tell. Plus, I'm gonna be dipping my toes, shoff into Galaxy's Edge for the first official time. Oh my when gosh. I go, because I waited for you, man. You did. You waited did for you. you. You waited, and I appreciate it. And I'm sorry that I can't make it happen. 
That's all right. You're going to come out when Rise of the Resistance opens in January. That's right. And then we're going to experience it all together. But in the That's meantime, right. I'm going to get I'm going to dip my toes into Disneyland. So aside from that, just the use, you know, working, running the Geek So To Speak Facebook page. Shout out to the Geek So To Speak Facebook page. <laughs> and uh, members of the page, 1,050, Ooh, I think is where we're at right now. Uh, so kudos to everybody who's on the page and kudos to everybody who listens. But yeah, that's about it. Oh, and uh, today I made the decision that I'm going to buy Witcher 3 on Switch, even though it was it is inferior to the PlayStation 4 version or Xbox version. But I'm going to buy it on the Switch just so I can have the portability. So All right. <laughs> I'll report back on that next week, you guys. <laughs> very cool. Very, very cool. All right. Speaking of cool shop, enough riffraff, enough... <laughs> Street rats. I couldn't remember how the Aladdin song goes. Riff rat. Street, Street rat. rat. I don't buy that. What I do buy is geek news. Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. All right, Shaw. That was a good segue. I like it that. was a good segue. I appreciate that. Um, I've actually ridden a segue several times, and each time I have fallen on my face. All right. So, well, since you've written them, now it's time for you to uh, spell it out. <laughs> you've spell, wrote in spell, them. Spell segue for me, please, right now. S E G W A Y. That is a, if you were to ride one, yes. But why do you spell a segue in a conversation? Oh, S E G W A I E. Segway? Segway? <laughs> that works that's close enough that's close enough <laughs> all right so uh where to start Shroff? where to start we got lots and lots of news this week okay here's here's where i'm gonna start your boy kevin feige uh the uh the head honcho over at marvel studios the guy who brought us all the great films except for thor the dark thor and <laughs> well i mean he brought that to us but it's just not that great um <laughs> and maybe the incredible hulk well your boy Kevin Feige shop uh, has been promoted this week. He is now not just Kevin Feige, runner of Marvel Studios. He is Kevin Feige, Marvel Chief Creative Officer. Gosh, he's got the best resume. <laughs> this guy, and plus they're just like handing him a Star Wars movie. They're like, and why don't you executive produce this Star Wars movie? Right. Yeah. You're at it. As just a signing him- bonus, we'll give we'll throw in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In lieu of cash. <laughs> We'll just let you produce this Star Wars movie. How's that sound, buddy? Uh, I, it's, I kind of am surprised he was even like eligible for any kind of promotion. Like, I didn't think he could get higher in the Marvel Studios chain than he is, being the freaking president of it. But, uh, but now it's just crazy that he's now. It's not just the MCU, but we got TV, we've got comic publishing and, and the film. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. He was in charge. He oversaw Marvel studios. So, you know, the movie division and everything that goes along with that. Um, But now essentially he's the head honcho pretty much just like you said. So Marvel TV, I mean, it's going to be under his iron grasp. If you, if you can imagine it, the, uh, the infinity gauntlet. Okay. So he's got, he's got the movies. He's got the TV. He's got the comics, (laughs) uh, the toys, I believe. I, even though he's not directly putting his fingers into the video game pie, he still technically oversees that too. So, I mean, this guy's got the full infinity gauntlet. Uh, so if, uh, 
what did you say before we were recording, Shaf? Don't you wish he was your uncle? <laughs> I wish. Okay, yeah, I wish he was my uncle. And I feel like the next step for him past this point is just to be promoted to president of the United States of America. Really? Nobody can make better Marvel movies than me, okay? My Marvel movies, all right, are great, okay? That's <laughs> Thank you. End scene. That was amazing. I won't even do mine because yours is so good. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, All right, I have to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Totally tricked you. Okay. <laughs> the fact that you fell for it makes you a loser. Right. <laughs> this Kevin Feige, he had a he had a total meltdown. Okay, he was melting down. And let's see what happens. See you at the polls. Okay. <laughs> see you at the polls. Oh my gosh. We don't so, get yeah. political here except for when we do. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Feige in 2020, um, I'm voting for him as a, as a write-in on the ballot. I think we should all do that. Uh, one thing we found is that the moment we put it out on the podcast, it becomes fact. It becomes truth. So uh, for all our listeners, when you go to the polls, make sure to write in Kevin Feige. Yes, 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 yes. Kevin, the Feigster. I believe that Feige, all joking aside, I believe that the Feigster, he's being groomed, man. Like, I I have a feeling we're going to see him step up beyond Marvel eventually. Uh, and I'm calling it now. Everybody remember Thursday, October 17th, when Wonder Rob called that he is getting some sort of promotion outside of Marvel. I don't think they'll, like, make him in charge of Lucasfilm or anything like that, but I, I just have a, a feeling that he's he, they're grooming him and they're going to they're going to give him more more uh, creative control over things more than Marvel. So oh. that's just how I feel. That's how I feel, Shaf, and you know about how I feel, okay? It's I not know right usually. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Uh, well, okay. So this news, when I heard this, I jaded my pee all over my bees. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> Your talk- butt cheeks. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I was, I was in the middle of, um, I was going to say it was in a, he- a handstand, but that wouldn't work out. Then. <laughs> it's getting out of control. I was, I was doing some hot yoga. I was in the middle of warrior two. <laughs> That's right. You uh, did do hot yoga this week, and you I did. You I forgot to mention over it. Yeah, you glossed over it. So real quick, I know we're talking about gig news, but does hot yoga totally suck? It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> Here's the thing about hot yoga: you go in, and they warn you. They're like, "You, you don't push yourself. If you're feeling the need to take a break, take a break. Don't, don't go crazy." And so, of course, I went in there with a lot of trepidation and I was like, okay, I'm going to be very, I'll be mindful of myself. I'm not going to force anything. It's warm as hell in there. I bet. And uh, uh, I started sweating immediately, immediately. And, immediately. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will say though, it was an hour, I think almost like an hour and a half session. So it wasn't even like a quick, you're, you know, one and done. No, it's like a long session. But I loved it. You're crazy. I swear. <laughs> You're a I crazy person. It. You're I freaking loved it. Your girlfriend can't hear you right now, Shaf. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to lie. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it, she'd be listening to the podcast. This episode, oh, she will listen you're right. to. But in truth, Shoot. truthfully, wholeheartedly, I 
really loved it. And I'm going back on Monday or this weekend again. I'm going to make it a weekly fucking ritual. All right. All right. So all you you cucks that can't stand the heat. It's three. That's (laughs) three. Get out of the yoga room. (laughs) All right. Moving on, Sean. So moving on. So the story I want to tell you about that made me J in my pee all of my bees butt uh, cheeks on my butt cheeks is a uh, uh, news that came straight from the mouth of another person who should be president and that's taika waititi uh who confirmed the return of the most fan favorite mcu character in the history of the mcu of all 23 films so far the best character is korg Ooh. And Korg is coming back for Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, that's really good news. I mean, I think we all sort of assumed at this sure. point. Sure. I mean, because why would, like, that was half the fun of this new vision of Thor, right? So we just sort of assumed, but it's nice. It's nice to have confirmation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, especially coming from Taika, who does provide the voice, and I think he provides the performance capture as well. Yep. I uh, saw the behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, so, And it's just so great, because we got a little glimpse of Korg in Ragnarok, and it was a lot of fun to have him there. And he was, he was really a standout role in just the comic relief in the big way. And then we wondered what the heck happened to him in Infinity War. We hoped he survived. We got lucky, and Avengers Endgame showed us what he had been doing and where he was and how he's been hanging out with Thor and everything and i'm just so glad that we're going to get more of him with thor so this uh this is the best news that i saw um and i was just like so excited about it it's 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 very good news now what i want to know is are we going to get more korg and jumpers like an avengers endgame <laughs> i i hope so i hope he's like starts wearing clothes regularly <laughs> uh, <laughs> or he was, or uh the, by the way, he, this uh, this news came out towards the end of a discussion when he was promoting his new film, Jojo Rabbit, and he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And he mentioned that my character is, he's like, my character is coming back, cool. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then he, I guess he was sort of taken aback by the crowd's reaction because obviously Korg is so well-loved that he gave the crowd what they wanted and he slipped back into Korg's voice and he was like, thank you, uh, Thank you for very much for that reaction. <laughs> it's it's turning into Stewie Griffin. I know it is. I recognized that towards the end. I was like, Ooh, a whole, a whole. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting all your impersonations mixed up. Dang it! Don't worry, we love it. We're eating it up with a spoon, eating my it friend. Up. All right, so but yeah, so look forward to more Korg, more Korg on the way. More Korg is always good. You guys, it's always good. Speaking of always good. Shaf, uh, your boy Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you may have heard of him, uh, famously known for uh, the 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 widely beloved uh, foul mouth R-rated hero Van Wilder, uh, or Deadpool, depending on you know which side of the fence you're on. Uh, well, your boy Ryan Reynolds, Shaf, just recently recently posted on his Instagram a picture of him in front of the Marvel Studios sign at Marvel Studios offices. Oh, yeah. Uh, with with the, uh, the <coughs> caption, and you'll just have to imagine that I'm doing the Ryan Reynolds voice, because I can't do it. Auditioned for the role of Anthony Stark. 
Didn't even come remotely close, but the nice man with the taser escorted me to the ground. <laughs> uh, um, the best way, there's more to this story, but before I move on, th- thinking of the Ryan Reynolds impression, to me, his acting, the way he acts, and it works well for Deadpool, but the way he acts, his acting style, it's very Shatner-esque. I think, like, th- quick, Shaf, do a William Shatner impersonation. Just hit me okay. with it. Uh, there's something on the wing. Something. Right? Yeah. You just did Ryan Reynolds. I Congratulations. Did. You're right. <laughs> you just did a Ryan Reynolds impersonation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's it's exactly easier it. than I thought. It is easier than you thought. So uh, this is sort of prompting speculation about, you know, oh, are they are they getting ready to bring Deadpool into the MCU? I mean, it's really the only character that they've, uh, flat out said, yes, he is going to be transferred from the Fox Marvel Universe into the MCU Universe or under the Marvel Studios banner at the very least. We just don't know when. So moving on from there, the uh, the story got a little more interesting, Shaf, because right. according to um, the writers of the previous Deadpool movie, Disney has signed off and green-lighted or lidded or just lit, depending on you know how you like to use your words, that they've <laughs> they've signed off on R-rated sequels. Brilliant, uh, which is very very interesting. Uh, so Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick uh, came out and said, "We're always in touch with Ryan." They were actually they were talking to Entertainment Weekly. Uh, we're always in touch with Ryan. We've got several projects with him in addition to the Deadpool universe. Uh, I think the Party Line and Truth is that we're all still waiting to figure it out. Marvel has promised to continue to let us play in the R-rated Deadpool universe, and the hope is that they will also let us veer into the Marvel Cinematic Universe a little bit as well and play with that sandbox. Hooey, Shaw. Hooey. They continued, our feeling and Ryan's feeling is that it's got to be the right idea. It's got to be great. I think once we've collectively agreed what that idea is, we're off to the races. Ryan is super busy. We've got a lot of projects lined up, but we're we wake up thinking about Deadpool and we go to sleep thinking about Deadpool. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> now it's super exciting, of course. Um, obviously, we all want to see Deadpool interact with the MCU. Can you imagine that? I, I really doubt this would happen, but can you imagine a Deadpool Spider-Man team up in a movie? It would be it would be fantastic. It sure would. But of course, if we uh, if Spider Man ends up interacting with Venom, and then you get Shriek and all the other bullshit that's going on over in the Venom universe, that's true. I purposely left that story off of our news list because <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, but now that either. we're talking about it, the Shriek is going to be in Venom too, supposedly, you guys, as well as Carnage <laughs> and probably Spider Man. But we're, there, you got your news that's story. That's all, that's all. That's all <laughs> you got your news story, you guys. Yeah. Um, but back to Deadpool. They they bring up a really interesting thing, and I'm curious about what, what you think about this, Shaf. So I'm going to read part of the quote again. Marvel has promised to let us continue to play in the R-rated Deadpool universe, and the hope is that they also let us fear into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. To me, what that sounds like is that yes, we're we're still gonna make Deadpool movies. Right. 
but they're not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're within the the Marvel Studios banner. So they're in the Marvel multiverse well, at this point. I'm reading between the lines, the really wide lines at this point. Yeah, I think that makes sense too, because one thing they've made very clear is that the MCU movies are all PG-13. They will not make an R-rated MCU movie because they want it to be um, a family movie in the basic sense of the word, right? So, yeah. well, they want to reach the widest audience yeah. as possible. So, so yeah. So, I mean, that they'll certainly let Deadpool do that. But I think if he's going to be in the MCU, then he may have to taper it back a little bit. I don't know. I think it would be fine. Like, I think I think we've had this conversation before, or if we've touched on it. But if if Deadpool, R-rated Deadpool, gets plucked from his R-rated universe and put into a PG-13 Avengers movie or whatever, just let him do what he does. Like act the same, swear the same, but just throw some bleeps on him. Yeah. And let him be the only one who can hear the bleeps <laughs> aside from us. <laughs> He's like, why, why does this keep happening? Friggin' Disney. <laughs> I just let him make his, his, uh, his wall-breaking joke. Nobody gets what he's talking about. And we move on. You know, I think that would be the best way to handle it, really. And then you can have um, a separate branch for Marvel Studios, like Marvel Studios, you know, Knights. <laughs> Marvel Knights. Yeah. Oh, the Marvel Knights banner. Yeah. Bring back the Marvel Knights banner for any R-rated Marvel movie that you want to make. It's still technically within the MCU because it's all connected. It's just, It's a thing. I just solved your problems. Kevin Feige, co-president. You're welcome. I'm co-president now. <laughs> All right. Well, keeping things in the MCU with our final story uh, of geek news related to um, non-crisis and non-Batman stuff um, is that uh, some news came out recently about Ms. Marvel. This actually is recent as of today. Um, yes. the Just Ms. rumors, Marvel, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ms. Marvel Disney Plus series that was recently announced. Um, for those that don't know, Ms. Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan, is actually an inhuman. Her powers are inhuman related from being exposed to the Terrigen, uh, uh, Terrigenesis. Um, so she has sort of uh, the ability to, it's almost kind of an in, uh, elasticity of her, of her body, but also she can grow in size too. Um, but anyways, um, because her of her background and her origin story being that of an inhuman, there is a rumor going around that the inhumans that we know and love, or maybe not love so much, <laughs> from <laughs> the original in, uh, intention of the MCU to bring the inhumans into it, which ended up being going from a movie to a TV show uh, to a canceled TV show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... Um, the characters that were pre present in that, which involved the royal family of the Inhumans, uh, which would include Black Bolt and Medusa and uh, Black Bolt's uh, brother Maximus and a bunch of other characters too. But anyways, um, the site, and this site is uh, Geeks Worldwide, is saying that the Inhumans could actually get a reboot and be reintroduced in the upcoming Disney Plus series, Ms. Marvel. So that would uh, mean that we would theoretically get a new Black Bolt, a new Maximus, a new bunch of characters, and the site is also going as far, Wonder Rob, to say that the current voice of Groot, good old Vin Diesel, 
the things I'm going to do for my country. Um, he <laughs> is going to be considered for the role of Black Bolt, uh, which uh, for those that don't know the character of Black Bolt, uh, real, real brief. Uh, Black Bolt has a power, basically, if a single sound comes out of his mouth, he basically can like destroy the whole fucking galaxy with it. Um, sound waves are his weapon, but it's almost like a like a tuning fork or whatever. Like it's just like a, sends like a, a shock wave of sound out into the, I don't know. It's crazy. He, he's very destructive. <laughs> and so he can't talk. Basically he's always sort of, he's mute. He's mute. And it's, and it's his own um, burden, but he's also basically like the king of the inhumans. Um, and then his villainous brother, Maximus, um, is currently being considered as far as who they're going to have play that person be Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson, who by that name alone, maybe you don't know it, but he played Quicksilver in the age of Ultron Avengers movie. Oh man. I don't see. I don't know how I feel about that. Now these are just rumors, of course. So we got to take all this with a grain of salt, but I think casting Aaron Taylor Johnson as uh, what did you say? Maximus. I don't like it, man, because think about WandaVision. Now, of course, we don't know what WandaVision is really going to be. We know it's like half sitcom, half movie sort of thing. But I always thought like the perfect comeback for Quicksilver would be in this WandaVision. Yeah, like, that's if true. Gonna, if it's going to be, you know, mu- multiverse bending, you know, sort of crazy psychedelic stuff, like at, at the very least a cameo, right? Uh, so having having him recast... I don't really know. Plus, just for the overall continuity of everything, yeah, just sort of bothers me. It's so me. weird. It's, there's a million and a half actors out there, and there's nobody better to play um, a scheming brother like Maximus. The guy who played him um, in the TV show, I thought was perfect. He was brilliant. Uh, it was the same dude who was on Game of Thrones and played Ramsey Bolton, who was just the villain, most villainous dude ever, anyways. So that makes perfect sense. And Vin Diesel has been gunning for Black Bolt for many fucking years. He has wanted to play Black Bolt. So uh, hopefully he signs. I think that would make perfect sense, especially since he can't talk. So then you're not going to have to worry about him sounding like Groot or anything like that. Good Um, call. Good call. Now, what do you think about their, if this is true? Yeah. Well, we know... You saw Inhumans. You suffered through the Inhumans. I'm actually pulling up the episode right now. It looks like it was episode nine of Geek, so to speak, uh, September 4th, 2017. Oh, God. Uh, before I was permanent co-host, I was just a guest co-host. So I'm not on that episode, but I do re- remember you listening to it, and I do remember you being very upset <laughs> I, <laughs> about yeah, that. I hated it. I only watched the first episode, too. I watched it in the theaters. And oh, that's right. I forgot they put it in theaters. Yeah, they put the first episode in the theaters and then they, they went on like a hiatus. They didn't release the rest of the season until like months later. Um, and I didn't, I couldn't finish it. I tried watching it on TV. I could not finish it. I could not get into it. It was, <laughs> which really sucks because the dude who played Black Bolt and I'm blinking on his name, um, he was most recently in uh, Star Trek Discovery. He played uh, Captain Pike. And he is fucking amazing as Captain Pike. So it really just like at first I was like, oh man, he sucks in this, in this movie. Uh, uh, Anson Mount. Yeah, Anson Mount. Thank you. Very good. Yes. Um, 
but it turns out it's not him. It's not any of those actors. It's really just, it was a super disgustingly bad script and concept. They did not have it figured out. So man, the, the, I think it's interesting that they would be so quick to just sweep that under the rug. Not that, that it's a bad idea necessarily and just recast, but it worries me also because what I don't want them to do. And this isn't, this isn't uh, something we'll have to deal with until 2020, I think, 2021 maybe. But I don't need them recasting Daredevil. I don't need them recasting The Punisher. Yeah. I don't need them recasting The Kingpin <laughs> or anybody in those shows. Maybe maybe Iron Fist if you want. But uh, and I know Please. you have a you have a very special uh, uh, fondness of Kristen Ritter. So I know you wouldn't oh, want gosh. her to be recast. Um, <laughs> I don't know what your problem with Kristen Ritter is, but um, look, she killed said, she killed my dog. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> she died. She vomited in her mouth and died in Breaking Bad. Spoilers, and I just was upset by it. <laughs> um, sorry, everybody who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. She dies. She dies. Um, but yeah, I hope they that they're not just super quick to like toss everything under the rug just do soft reboots for daredevil um but yeah very very interesting rumors yeah i am thrilled about this ms marvel show by the way i really like kamala khan she's a very cool character she's super super fangirly like she there's the reason why she calls herself ms marvel is basically because she just has such a um a love of of captain marvel and um and so i think what's fun is she's sort of like the neighborhood hero in, in the way that Spider-Man's sort of a neighborhood hero. Mm-hmm. Street and, level. Yeah, very street level. And I like that about her. So she's she's going to be fun. She's obviously a teenager. So you'll get the school angle, which is always fun. And uh, her powers are really unique, be- being a shapeshifter of sorts. So Ooh. very cool. Yes. I, I, all the, uh, the Disney Plus Marvel series is... I'm sure are going to pan out to be really great. And that's not sarcasm. I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to all of them. I'm very also looking forward to seeing if Hawkeye gets canceled. Uh, we won't dive into that that much, but just if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Jeremy Renner accusations and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawkeye series. Oh boy. Okay. Moving on <laughs> from there. Uh, it's time for your weekly dose shop of, uh, crisis on infinite earth's news <laughs> it seems like there's just every week there's just more and more coming out to this uh, for people that they're bringing in so i'm going to start with uh, the most interesting in my opinion and then i'm going to let you move on to the second part because i think you know more about the second part than i do but uh michael keaton's batman shop is to make a special appearance in the crisis crossover now that headline is a little misleading and this is uh I don't want to say this is old news, but this came out uh, like the day of us recording our po- or releasing last week's podcast. So we haven't talked about it yet. So it's new to us. Um, but essentially what's happening is there's Michael Keaton's not going to be in it exactly. But there was a picture tweeted uh, by the Arrowverse DC Twitter page uh, with hashtag crisis on infinite earths and it's a a newspaper the gotham city gazette with a picture of michael keaton's bruce wayne and the uh, headline on the newspaper reads wayne tech ceo bruce wayne to marry socialite selena kyle very interesting and it's young michael keaton it's young michael keaton too yes um and you know batman (laughs) i was trying to to read the the uh the date on that 
um, on that newspaper, but I can't see it. It's it's too. Let me let me just see if I can't zoom in on it real quick. Like the picture is it's just it's just blurry enough so you can't read it. I can't. No, nah, I can't read it. Uh, there might not be. Is there even a date on here? There's a little bit of text, but I can't tell if any of it's the date. Um, but we'll su- we'll assume it's eighty nine or ninety one. <laughs> since that's that's him now do you think shaw this has nothing really to do with uh this newspaper but the the val kilmer batman and the george clooney batman now is that are those technically the same bruce waynes as michael keaton or are those are those multiverse batman i think it would be a safe bet to say that they are multiverse batmans Okay, cool. Because I'm going to say he's look, his look changed when he got older. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah there was never just, there was never any um, like building off of those previous movies. You know, it was never nothing was referenced about. Oh well, remember that last time when you took on the Joker? Like none of that stuff like happened. So it seems like they're all independent of each other. Yeah, and Harvey Dent went from being a black man to Tommy Lee Jones. That's true. So I guess I, that just answers your own question. Yeah. What's interesting about this headline to me is it says. Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. So I guess she's not dead in an alley being eaten by cats. Um, Of course, at the end of Batman Returns, you see that shot of her standing back up in her perfectly uh, undamaged Catwoman outfit, which was torn to shreds just moments before staring at the moon. So I guess uh, not all her nine lives have been taken up, but it's just just a little Easter egg for Michael Keaton's Batman. So uh, keep keep those sharp eyes out because, well, it's worthwhile. It's worth it. <laughs> um, and then the next part of this story, Shaf, is the, um, oh gosh, Tom, Tom Ellis. I, I thought I lost the article. Tom Ellis uh, is supposedly going to appear as Lucifer Morningstar in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, now, I'm not familiar with Constantine, and I'm just going to hope, cross my fingers, that you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is not related to Constantine. I'm so stupid. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) See, that's why I had you... (laughs) you talk about I mean it. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising if they did connect him to Constantine but really the only reason why he's being involved in this is because uh the character Lucifer from like that story is a DC property mm. yeah well I mean they're bringing in they're pulling in all sorts of stuff that's not related technically but they're it's, just bringing it in yeah. because it's DC they're just it's, like going full 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 blown with it when i saw that news i was like there's no way that's real and why like why it's just dumb to me so it's it's like nobody was paying attention to lucifer so now they're like um can we just add him to this because we we really are our show is suffering so it'd be nice if you could just like throw him in for just a quick scene and then we'll make a big fucking deal about it on the news and then now people will watch lucifer again that's what it feels like i haven't seen lucifer um and i don't know why i thought it had to do with constantine but i don't know if constantine's in this show either um but yeah so if you're if you're a lucifer fan guys and a full transparency i haven't seen it (laughs) and i don't think shop's seen it either but we just sprinkle that in for you no need uh for the corrections department put your phone down 
we've already figured out that he's not in constant. Now, here's what I will say is um, the scene that this uh, Canada Graphs uh, Twitter account that sort of broke this news um, was indicating that there was a scene with at least four actors tonight at the set, Dave Ramsey or David Ramsey, Catherine McNamara, and Matt Ryan. No surprises there. And then they, they did a scene with Tom Ellis dressed as Lucifer Morningstar. So David Ramsey plays uh, John Diggle on the show for Arrow. Catherine McNamara plays basically Oliver Queen's daughter um, on the show. She's sort of like a version of Green Arrow. And then mm-hmm. Matt Ryan does play John Constantine. So you're, you're on the right track. Uh, it does kind of seem like the scene involves Constantine and that would make a good reference point for why Lucifer would be there, but they don't, that's, it's just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. It is what it is. Maybe it's like a a cross promotion sort of synergy thing they're doing. Like we're also going to get like Harry Potter in there from Warner brothers, maybe the Lego Batman (laughs) will show up, (laughs) Uh, you know, Lego Bane. (laughs) (laughs) why am i here Uh, maybe we'll get a lebron james and bugs bunny from space jam 2 coming out you got to get that cross promotion synergy (laughs) you guys um but uh speaking of batman shaw uh this is something that uh we both enjoy (laughs) and unlike lucifer uh there's been a lot of batman casting news this week also oh yeah so much that we're lumping it into a brand new segment batman madness madness madness. (laughs) it's all villains it's all villains all right so uh let's see where are we gonna start here so um here we go i'll take the first one so uh zoe kravitz has officially been cast as batwoman uh so uh, as you may or may not know, Zoe Kravitz, the daughter of uh, Lenny Kravitz and somebody else, uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody else, uh, my wife knows. She told me, uh, and I, think I don't Lisa, remember. It's Lisa Bonet. Oh, but Lisa Bonet Ramsey. Okay, got it. Um, Who's currently with um, Jason Momoa. No kidding. Jason Momoa. Hmm, okay. Uh, well, anyway. Zoe Kravitz has been uh, cast as Catwoman. Now, when I posted this on the Geek So To Speak Facebook page, uh, a certain co-host, that's not me, commented on it saying, I like this casting, and I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with Zoe Kravitz at all, um, outside of the fact that she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. So I don't really have any sort of reference to basis on at all. Um, so I don't really know what she's known for. Uh, it uh, says she was in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, but yeah, uh, I, I uh, believe it or not, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Uh, I did enjoy the movies, and I do enjoy the theme parks, but I didn't enjoy them enough to see Fantastic Beasts, and she was also in Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, so, interestingly enough, she did provide the voice of Catwoman in the Lego uh, movie. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, Lego Batman movie. Uh, I thought you were going to say Bane. (laughs) 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 The darkness. Um, (laughs) Darkness is your ally. I was bad in it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, she'll have to try not to uh, Halle Berry it. And, well, I think anything she does will probably be better. I think she'll be great. I really do. I I saw her, I remember in, um, oh, shoot. What was it? I think it was those 
Uh, oh gosh, not the Hunger Games. What are the other ones that involved uh, Shailene Woodley? Oh, uh, Hunger Games uh, Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> was that it? That was it. That that was it. It was Hunger Charlie, Games Three. Charlie Look how McDennis weird. Two. <laughs> <laughs> two. No, no. I got the perfect title for Hunger Games 3. Hunger Games 3, look how weird we make our beards. <laughs> oh, diverg- uh, Divergent. That's what it was. There she you was go. She was in that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think she's she's got the good, she's got a good look for the character. And I think she's the right age. And um, I dig it. I'm on, yeah, I'm, on I'm sure it. she'll be great. I'm sure yeah. she'll be great. Uh, Jonah Hill also is out of the running. He is pulled... Uh, from negotiations for being the penguin or the riddler shop uh rumor has it he was asking for a cool 10 million to be in this movie and warner brothers was like come on come on jonah hill and he's like he's over here polishing his academy award like, i didn't hear million? about that 10 million thing that's crazy yeah. um yeah so it's of course ru- rumorville nothing's officially been reported but uh, it's been reported in uh multiple outlets that he was asking for 10 million and it's really coming down to the money but of course who knows uh uh we're not in the room where it happens the room where it happens oh. the room where it happens there's Very a little, nice a little rent reference. for you yeah. oh hamilton shoot <laughs> <laughs> rent um, <laughs> oh boy i but i digest so um you're you're not going to be seeing jonah hill in um in batman unless this is some sort of power move i'll tell you who you will see though as the riddler uh well wait hold on before you before you talk about that oh okay there were also uh rumors of casting everybody's favorite um f- actor <laughs> i have almost said stoner but i was like but well, <laughs> uh yeah your boy uh seth rogan almost almost landed supposedly a major villain role in this movie uh, uh boris boris underscore kit on twitter uh tweeted on the seth rogan batman rumor there were some initial talks for him to play penguin while WB courted Hill for Riddler, uh, in parentheses, once they settled on him actually playing Riddler and not Penguin, uh, in parentheses, but that too didn't work out. Can you imagine? <laughs> I just think Rogan it's funny how you're saying Riddler. <laughs> how do I say it? Hold on, I'm going to do it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that whole sentence again, and I'm going to say it as natural as possible so I, can, <laughs> so I can see if I catch myself saying it weird. Okay, here we go. On the Seth Rogen Batman rumor, there were initial talks for him to play the Penguin while WB courted Hill for Raw. Uh, once they settled on him, I don't hear anything weird. It's, it's weird. How did I say it? <laughs> you said Riddler. Oh, like I really enunciated every syllable on the yeah, word. Add, yeah, you're adding Riddler. Riddler. Oh, watch out for the Riddler. Enunciation is key, Shop. You know this. Yeah. You've been on stage with me before. Oh, yeah. Usually when you and I were on stage together, though, I didn't have any lines. <laughs> that was <laughs> and, way... And, and we're walking through your farts. My fart clouds. Yeah. We've talked about that story. Re- rewind the podcast. Back. Early episodes. Um, so, yeah, Seth Rogen's out of the running, you guys, which I can... I'm less excited about Seth Rogen being in it than I was Jonah Hill. I'll just tell you that. 
uh, uh, all I'm saying is uh, I would have been a great penguin. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Seth on the line. Seth, now, can you tell me uh, what drew you to the role of the penguin? Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought my friend uh, Jonah Hill was going to do it, but uh, <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> uh, he's not. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jonah Hill, uh, he's actually on the line. Jonah, uh, tell us, um, what would it have been like to work with your friend Seth Rogen uh, on this movie? <clears throat> uh, I would have got that for show. <laughs> and I would have done that movie for show. <laughs> uh. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Oscar-worthy performance, you guys. It's a, it's no wonder Shop is get landing these voiceover jobs. Uh, I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us, tell us about the real Batman news, not All just right. these, uh, these losers who, right, yeah, jobs. who either don't get to do it or never were involved with it. So, um, have you ever seen the movie Looper? Um, I have seen the poster for it outside of the harkins um and i have seen the the commercials that i would skip through on youtube okay uh, when it was in theaters have you seen the movie little miss sunshine um i i have seen little miss sunshine actually but i only saw it the one time in the theater so i can safely say i do not remember it okay have you seen there will be blood um, yes, but same same as before. Saw it in the theater. I drink your once. Yes, that's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> so uh, the character, or the character, the actor uh, known as Paul Dano, okay, uh, had breakout roles in Little Miss Sunshine and There Will Be Blood, um, and he is going to be reportedly rumored to be playing the Riddler. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's fantastic. I think that's great news because he has an, an interesting look to him and his, the characters he tends to play are usually sort of on the uh, fringe. Like they're, they're not exactly like fully socially adjusted. And I think the Riddler is definitely a character that um, you have to be like sort of, I don't know, I, I picture the Riddler to be like somebody whose brain is just going nonstop. Right. And, and they're always thinking and they're always like plenty of steps ahead and very like clever and conniving. And I think mm -hmm. that you have to be like a certain kind of actor to pull off that type of role. And I think Paul Dano is an excellent choice. I never considered him for it, but having heard it, I was like, yes, please let's do it. Somebody on our Geek, so to speak, uh, Facebook page said, oh, who did he say? He said, um, who's, the, who's the actor who plays Sheldon Cooper? I'm just totally, but Jim Parsons. Yeah. He said, should have been Jim Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> Very. <laughs> and then I did a little laugh emoji at it, and then he replied back, or not. <laughs> he was so yeah he was so bothered by <laughs> i was like i wasn't laughing at your suggestion i was just like jim parsons that's funny <laughs> that's funny to me so hopefully that guy still uh, likes us um yeah paul dano i mean I, i'm not familiar with his work i'm actually going through his imd right now i mean he's been in a couple things i've heard of uh but haven't seen uh, but you're right about the look like he does have a very interesting look um i'm sure i'm sure he's more more than suited to be able to, I don't know, 
scale buildings in Gotham City and place fucking Riddler trophies everywhere <laughs> and nothing happens. Bat- movie of Batman collecting the Riddler trophies all- only to get nothing at the end. So <laughs> I'm sure he's well. Somebody's a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, man. Um, and then the last little bit of news about Batman casting <laughs> uh, today, Jason Alexander, uh, you may know him as George Costanza. Or uh, George. Yes, yes. George is getting upset. <laughs> I was I in am, the pool. <laughs> I am master of my domain. Uh, <laughs> I watch Seinfeld almost on the daily. At least, at least part or a whole episode. At least once a day. Usually, when I'm working, when I'm working on um, my engineering designs and everything like that, I don't like working in silence. So usually, I'll put on uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> and so I, I do get a lot of Seinfeld in. Uh, but Jason Alexander, in regards to Jonah Hill passing, uh, Jason Alexander tweeted, okay, Jonah Hill passed. Clearly the next move for the Penguin has to be someone familiar with marine biology. <laughs> Ahem. Uh, kudos, clap, clap, clap to you, Jason Alexander, <laughs> for the Seinfeld reference. Um, he had also made a joke early last week about wanting to play Egghead. <laughs> in Batman, and then of course news news uh, places of course picked it up. Jason Alexander wants to play Egghead in the next Batman movie, and of course people are recording on reporting on this. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, Jason Alexander vying for the role of the Penguin, uh, which clearly he's not. He's just making Seinfeld jokes <laughs> on Twitter. But I'm on a level with you, shop. I would absolutely not hate it. No, if I they, wouldn't hate that either. If they casted Jason Alexander as anybody in this movie. I think the perfect person for <laughs> I would this, be totally fine. I would totally go see a movie like this is if they cast and hear me out on this one. This is kind of right, unique. I'm ready. Danny DeVito. They cast Jason Alexander as Danny DeVito. Huh. <laughs> I could see it. They're both short. <laughs> that's, that's all right. No, who, who would they cast Danny DeVito as? as the penguin. penguin again? Okay, so like again. It's the penguin again, Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just kidding. I I remember that. You forgot? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no yeah. I knew that. I just wanted to see it through. <laughs> could be worse. Your nose could be gushing blood. Oh boy. So uh, get the petitions. <laughs> I can't even talk. Get- <laughs> all this penguin talk get the petitions started everybody because i personally want to see jason alexander in the next batman movie so if he's not in this movie we are boycotting it uh until it comes out and then we see it on opening night heck yeah that's the deal there all right well that's about it for geek news everybody so uh do us a personal favor hang tight we're gonna hit you with a tiny tiny baby little commercial that we made especially for you so you know exactly where you can find us on social media and when we come back like i mentioned at the top of the episode we're going to talk about probably uh the the pinnacle uh in filmmaking uh something to be looked back on for years to come as uh, possibly the greatest achievement in movie making of all time gemini man is that your stomach shot <laughs> I hope the mic. I I mean the microphone had to have picked it up. I heard it. <laughs> thanks for thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds like Charlie Brown's parents. <laughs> so your stomach looks like. Rah, 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 rah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yep, that was my stomach. Okay, for our <laughs> right. listeners, for our listeners, um, when you don't fart but you have one brewing, like what just went down a moment ago. <laughs> okay, it's called a UBF. Oh, a UBF. Yeah. Ask up me, your butt fart that's that's right no uh, an unborn fart unborn <laughs> fart i was close i was close hold on i'm writing this down so <laughs> clicking my pen <laughs> unborn fart i think that's going to make its way into the show notes today <laughs> i have not heard that phrase okay so while we're going to take a tiny little break we're going to give shop time to fart <laughs> and then we will be right back with our review of gemini man Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, <laughs> same geek channel. And we're back. Although I didn't have a chance to fart, so I'm going to do that right <laughs> it now. Was, it was all in vain. I'm going to do that right now, but I'm going to put on mute because, you know. Uh, I think <laughs> I was about to say, I think he's farting, <laughs> but I don't know if he was or not. Whew. Okay, feel better. One of our favorite things to do is review movies, TV, and games. All right, everybody. Okay, so uh, this past week, we, uh, of course, dragged our asses to the theater to see uh, the the spectacle of modern special effects and uh, quite possibly the, quote, best, end quote, movie of all time. Cool. <laughs> Gemini Mayan, Gemini Mayan. I'm trying to do what you said, where I really emphasize the syllables. <laughs> Gemini Mayan, <laughs> starring Will Smith. Smith, starring Will Smith and Will Smith. Okay, so uh, here here's a little a little uh, info for this movie. Oh, and real quick, obviously we're gonna spoil this movie. So if you're one of these uh, weirdos who is dying to see Gemini Man but haven't seen it yet, uh, skip you know till the very end. Uh, or just listen to us spoil it. Either way, no skin off our backs, you guys. Just don't yell at us if we spoil the movie for you. That's right. Um, okay, so Gemini Man opened this past weekend, Shaf. It actually opened number three. Already already good signs about this movie. Opened number three after Joker, which was number one for a second weekend in a row. And Adam's Family, Shaw. <laughs> we probably should have went and saw Adam's Family yeah. <laughs> instead. Um, Okay, so Gemini Man opening weekend made uh, $20.5 million domestically. Uh, as of today, this recording, Thursday the 17th, it's made $26.9 million, So it's managed to rake in another $6.9 million <laughs> since the weekend uh, domestically. And it's made $45.2 million 
worldwide on top of the 26.9. So, you know, it's, it's about, it's in the seventies somewhere. Uh, math is not my strong suit, but I can tell you this, it's made all that money against a budget of $138 million. Nice. So it's a fucking failure. So <laughs> man, Shav, don't, don't let your opinion loose just yet. We got to get to it. You got to ease it in. You just gotta, you don't just dive on in. You gotta give a little foreplay for a shop. Oh, so that's right. It's currently sitting at a 25% at Rotten Tomatoes. So that's a that's a little bit of news for you there. And I figured before we dive into Gemini Man, uh, I wanted to do just a, a fun little game with you. So no cheating, Shaf. Okay. Okay. So I have in front of me uh, from Box Office Mojo the uh, opening weekend grosses for Will Smith. Ranked from number one to his least successful Okay movie now just let's play a little game can you give me an educated guess what you think will smith's number one opening weekend movie of all time is so not not all time not and what i mean by that is not the lifetime gross sure of the movie just the opening weekend which movie of his do you think had the uh i would say independence day independence day okay would you believe me if I told you Independence Day with his ninth best opening weekend? Wow. Okay. All right. Then how about this one? I would say then his best opening. Um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend is coming in at number three. Okay. Shoff, number three. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Um, what do you think? Welcome to Earth. No, I just wanted—I just wanted an excuse to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Um, bad boys. Bad boys. Let's let me find where where's Bad Boys on this list. I have to scroll down a lot. Oh, sure. Number nineteen. Uh, no, his uh, his number one highest grossing oh, movie of all time. Weekend. Oh, it's not Men in Black Shop. That's number eight. You're gonna kick your. You're gonna kick yourself when I tell you this shop. It's gonna be so obvious. Uh, his number one highest weekend opening is Seven Pounds. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Some sort of Suicide Squad? No, really? Uh, yeah, dude. Opening weekend, one hundred thirty-three million dollars. Holy shit! That's a lot of guacamole. Uh, followed by Aladdin. At 91.5, and then I Am Legend, number three. I'm only going to go through the top five. Hancock, number four, and Men in Black, three. Being number five. His lowest opening weekend is Six Degrees of Separation, which made a cool $53,000. But that was also, I think, I want to see what his first movie I'm going to look at the dates here. I'm going to reorganize by dates I think it's one of his first movies he ever did. So Where the Day Takes You? Is his number his first movie? And I'm just I'm going uh movies that he's been in chronologically. Where yeah, the day takes sure. you, made in America, six degrees of separation. So that was his third one. Okay. So that it had a very limited release. Bad Boys is his fourth movie ever made, uh, at least according to Box Office Mojo, followed by Independence Day and so on and so on. Um, so just a little a uh, little trivia for you there. Now let me let me refresh this opening weekend. Uh, Gemini Man. It falls sort of in the middle. He's got 29 movies, so it's actually in the lower half. Uh, it came in at 16th highest opening weekend. So, How about uh, After Earth? 
After Earth did better than this movie, Shaf. <laughs> it came in at 27.5 million rather than 20.5. Wow. So there you go, buddy. Just a little uh, little trivia for Will Smith if you're ever on Jeopardy. Welcome to welcome. After Earth. Welcome to After Earth. This is my son, Jaden. Nepotism on After Earth. I never saw that movie. I don't know. That's probably no, what either. they said in the trailer. Okay, so uh, queso, my favorite food. <laughs> Gemini Man. All right, so this movie, of course, is being touted as a, a technical marvel. Will Smith starring opposite of Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> or The Fresh Prince. So I guess I'm going to level with you, Shaf. Actually, no, 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 I'm not going to level with you. I'll get to leveling with you in a second. I'd, first of all, before we say anything, I just want to know what did you think of the movie? <sighs> it was too predictable. It was too, too predictable. Ridiculously pre- predictable. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, explain. Now, I remember, <laughs> I believe, was it the Instagram feed sure that you was. posted what you thought was going to happen in the movie? Yep. Actually, let me, let's sitting... go back in time. I'm going to find it. While you uh, I got keep it. going. I got, it up. I got it up. Okay. All right. Read it. So and I keep put... in mind, this was before we saw the movie. Yeah. This was, I was sitting in my theater seat waiting for the movie to start. And I wrote, about to see this double dose of Will Smith for this week's podcast review. Here's my prediction for the plot, just to see if I'm right. Both Wills get all big Willie style and duke it out until they realize they need to work together to take down the organization that made the younger, clonier, fresh prince. I expect to see a couple of deadshot wannabes joining forces to become some, some kind of suicide squad. LOL. Let's see if I'm right. And I put hashtag no spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and uh, uh, Wonder Rob and I have both seen this. And Wonder Rob, how do you think I did on that uh, that prediction? It's pretty pretty. Sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right, buddy. It's pretty accurate. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. They both yeah. It, absolutely. Their skill sets were that of being a couple of dead shots. Um, yeah, that's true. The, now, Wonder Rob, you saw this movie in a special format. Yeah, so uh, my my local uh, cinema, which I like to frequent, um, and I didn't know this was a thing. I was just pulling up the Fandango app because I, I like to buy the tickets ahead of time, and I saw one only one showing that day uh, had a special viewing. So it's being presented in high frame rate 3D. So it was in 3D uh, at 120 frames per second versus the standard 30 frames per second of film. So that intrigued me a lot. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to buy tickets for this one. Um, now, if if you haven't, I, I've never seen a movie presented in 120 frames per second, but I mean, the closest I really can explain it is if you've ever played a video game that's gone from 30 frames a second to 60 frames a second, how how smooth that looks. Like the, I, the, the only games that's, coming to me off the top of my head right now that typically runs 60 frame per second is like call of duty uh usually on consoles anyway um and it's just, but it's just a very smooth look like you're moving around things are very fluid and right. clear um but this was 120 frames per second so that i'm this is a a plus that i'm actually going to give the movie uh with the 3d and the 120 frames per second the picture was very crisp shaf like it was almost photorealistic, like almost to a point where I felt like I was on set. Oh, 
Okay. Like just standing there watching them film the scene. Like it was, it was very, very crisp and the motions were very smooth. But the downside was that on these scenes where Will Smith is talking to um, uh, Ramona Flowers in front <laughs> on the beach or not on the beach, but on the docks and everything. And they've got the, the water behind them. I mean, it's very easy to pick out what's a blue screen. Oh, because of how sharp the picture was. Um, now, I was unaware of this shot, but you had mentioned to me before I saw this movie that they had actually filmed this movie in a special format. And turns out no theater is equipped to play it <laughs> in the special format. Right, yes. Now, uh, enlighten me again, because I'm still fuzzy on those details. Give us, give us that info, if you remember off the top of your head. Okay, so... He's looking it up. That's okay. You're allowed because I didn't, I didn't know about this at all, but I can tell you with me, you had mentioned that you thought some of the fight scenes were pretty muddy looking because of how dark everything was. But like in this particular presentation with the 120 frames and even with the 3d glasses on my face, like I, I, it was very crisp and vibrant colors and, and picture. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty good looking. Oh yeah. No. Um, what they were trying to say is, is the, I think actually the way that you saw it, the 120 frame, 120 frames per second format is as long as you saw it with the 4k plus 3d plus, like if you, as long as you saw a 4k screen with 3d with 120 frames per second, then you saw it, uh, with the full technology. The way it was meant to be seen uh, via the director's vision, I suppose. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was a 4K screen. I really don't know. I didn't see any info on that, but I can I tell you it was super sharp. Yeah, it was a that, sharp picture. I think it's the 4K element that the theaters in the US don't have that equ- equipped with all the other features. So I think like, yes, you can see high frame rate. You can see uh, 3D most places. But the 4K element, I don't think that's really made its 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 uh, way yet into a lot of the theaters. In fact, it's only in like Chinese audiences are the only ones that are getting like the full, um, the way it was intended. So. Yeah. So outside of that, like I said, that was, that's a very big plus for this movie. As far as the movie's concerned, Shop, this movie's dumb. <laughs> this is a dumb movie (laughs) real quick before we get into the plot or anything like that one thing i want to talk about about frame rate because in case people don't understand like you were saying it was very crisp very clear the human eye can physiologically detect up to a thousand frames per second but when it comes down to that that's that's just physiologically that's what the eye is like built to do but we can only perceive the difference in frame rates up to 150 so past oh, that point, great. it's imperceptible for our, for our eyeballs. So, um, so really, like technology, as far as it's going to go, because you can't unless you build on our actual eye organs, there's not going to be any way for us to get any crisper a shot than 150 frames per second. So you saw it almost at the maximum potential of your eyeball. Ooh, I, I felt like my eyes were getting a workout. Got them buff <laughs> eyes as soon as I left. So, yeah, um, so I just want to kind of briefly kind of explain that away so that it's understood why it's uh, why that's happening. Now, there you go. Good, good explanation, Chef. Thank you, Dr. Science. Uh, that's your new nickname. Head <laughs> down to Dr. Science. Got it. Um, okay. This movie's dumb, everybody. Yeah. This is a dumb movie. It felt like this was really a showcase to, or uh, excuse me, not a showcase, a platform to showcase the technology 
that they did. And that it's Will Smith because that they, they were like, who can we get to be in this movie that people are going to come see it? So it pays off for the technology. And they picked Will Smith. Um, William Smith, you guys, he is uh, the best of the best. He is the uh, the best sniper in the business. He has something like 57 registered kills, I think is what he says. Um, yeah, and he can shoot a rifle from like miles away at a target on a train that's moving at high speeds. And Yeah, the, the opening scene of the movie is him laying on a mountain miles away from a bullet train. Yeah. Uh, and he guides the bullet and hits, takes out the target. But of course, he takes him out in the neck. He's like, I went for the head. Well, I hit him in the neck. Almost hit a little girl. It's time for me to retire, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so that's where this movie takes off. Of course, uh, the person that he killed, it turns out, was not a terrorist. He was just uh, an engineer or something. I don't he remember a, exactly. He, he was a, an engineer who had worked previously on this program that they hint at in the beginning called the Gemini program. Yes. We find out later that the Gemini program is basically, um, they have taken the DNA of Will Smith and they have effectively cloned Will into a human embryo. So they basically from birth. And then that child was raised by the, the head of this organization who was previously Will Smith's like commanding officer in whatever military unit he was a part of. Clive and, Owen. Yeah. Clive Owen. Uh, and so Clive Owen raises this younger Will Smith as his son, teaching him how to be the perfect assassin um, to usurp uh, Will Smith's character. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically the thing, but that's the plot essentially old Will Smith, <laughs> who is the world's greatest, uh, assassin, uh, sniper <laughs> meets Will Smith, who is also the world's greatest assassin slash sniper. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty sure Shroff, that's not how clones work. so if you let's say shop i i cloned you right and you know i'm gonna raise that baby as my own oh sure. i I raise baby baby shop and i'm like you know what i'm gonna get this baby into voice acting (laughs) and of course just by introducing baby you into voice acting all of a sudden his level of voice acting by the time he's the same age as you is exactly the same he's also just as good as you Right? Because that's how cloning works. I don't think so. No. It's all circumstantial (laughs) stuff. So I just thought it was very interesting that they went through that route. Um, And to go so far, I'm going to skip to the end of the movie here just for a second. Uh, I think the twist that we all saw coming, that they cloned a bunch of these Will Smiths. Yes. And that the, the... the 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 ace in the hole the other assassin at the end of the movie who comes out with a, a gatling gun <laughs> and and is running up and down the streets off of buildings parkouring like he's captain america yeah is also will smith <laughs> but it looked like an even younger yeah, version and I couldn't tell if that I was just perceiving it that way or if that's what they were going for, but it looked like an even younger version. Yeah, it looked like the youngest, like he was like the early Like teenager. he was like, yeah, like yeah. 12 or 13 or yeah. something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I found that twist to be so fucking predictable. The fact that he had a helmet on, 
where the rest of them like were had visible faces. It was like, yes, of course, this is why you're doing this so for the dramatic epic reveal that none of us saw coming. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, they filmed it like very cheesily, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, look at this guy and he's wearing a helmet. Like they're making sure to tell you, yeah, he's got a helmet on. You can't get through him. You don't know who he is. It could be anybody, not Will Smith. But anybody else, it could be anybody else. Psych, it's Will Smith. Can I tell you the twist that I wanted to happen that didn't happen? Okay, I hope it was uh, Will Smith. I'm going to guess it, actually. Will Smith, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Benedict Wong, three-way. But no, not that type of three-way. The three-way where they're all having sex. (laughs) No, that was a perverted joke. I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. I know you listen. No, my my the twist I would have written in somehow would have been that the OG Will Smith, the mm-hmm. one that we've seen from scene one, is a clone as well, and he doesn't even know it. Oh, and there's even an older Will Smith, like old man Will Smith in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Let me <laughs> Well, if he's no, a clone, there's gotta be another Will Smith. No, no, no. So remember when he says early on in the movie. Um, he's talking about how he was initiated by his commanding officer, Clive Owen. Uh-huh. And he says that he Clive uh, Clive Owen's character takes him and throws him off a, a boat and basically effectively drowns him. Yeah. And he says, yeah, he, he says, he, he, he says he, he died he had to tread water. Back. Yeah. He told him to just again, tread water as long as he could. And they paddled him. Oh, of course, that's not how paddles work. If you've drowned, right. your <laughs> lungs are full of water. Here's my thing. That's a perfect spot to have basically that Will Smith died. That Will Smith character effectively truly died. And then he was replaced by a clone version of himself and revived uh, as if he didn't drown and then continues to live his life as the Will Smith. So that's where the twist would come into play that he thinks he's, the actual will smith but he's actually a clone of the one who died from the drowning that would have been an epic twist but nobody listens to what i have to say but they would have had to he wouldn't have been able to remember his life before that no that would have been something that would have come out he would have been told yeah like clive owen's character been like you think you're so special you think you're so original you're so upset about all these other copies but you don't even realize you're a copy too. And then it's all revealed. <coughs> oh my God. Give this man uh, a Screen Actors Guild Award at the very least. <laughs> that's what he deserves. Because that's what a Will Smith movie needs is more Will Smiths. I felt like Will Smith, <laughs> Will Smith had to have been involved as a producer on this movie, right? And, and one thing I, one thing I noticed as well is there were so many production companies at the beginning opening credits. Did you notice that? There, there were, like, there were a lot. <laughs> there were so many production companies involved with this. And I was like, wow. And a lot of them were, um, were Asian companies. So it made me think, oh, they really had to get some Chinese funding for this. But I guess that kind of makes sense since it was a James Wan uh, uh, movie. James Wan, yeah. is, that, is that right? Maybe. Let's, uh, let's go back to the very top. It was Ang Lee, my oh, friend. Ang Lee, sorry, uh, Ang Lee. From bad. Hulk, from Hulk way back yeah. in the day. Um, what'd you think about those, uh, the fight scenes? So like, let's start with that. The one where Will Smith is fighting Will Smith, but, uh, they're both riding motorcycles. That scene was pretty cool. Especially when, uh, Will Smith was cornered 
and like up against the car. And then there's a lot of like moments where the younger Will Smith is, we'll call him Junior just to make it easy. What uh, a dumb name. Yeah. Dumb name. <laughs> name him Junior. <laughs> Couldn't give this kid a real name. You cloned him. <laughs> Junior, get out of my face. <laughs> but he's doing egg. some crazy cool things with like the motorcycle wheels and stuff. Like the tires, all those tricks he was doing with that. That was pretty cool. That My favorite. That, that... <laughs> you just reminded me. I don't know why I didn't remember this until just a second. But he, he throws the motorcycle at him. So he's like, he's got the, the motorcycle in the wheelie position, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's just going all over the place. And he finally lets the motorcycle go. It's schooling at Will Smith and Will Smith is on the ground. He's on his chest and he does, how does he dodge the, the motorcycle? <laughs> yes. He does a push up. He does the, mo- the world's strongest push up, a push up so strong that it lifts him off the ground three feet in the air. Yes. The motorcycle goes underneath him and then he lands back on the ground. <laughs> a bravo, Will Smith. Good. That's what and everything. And everything was happening in slow motion too. It was like so ridiculous. Yes. Uh, I was like that whole part where he's just having, cause it, out of that whole 15 minute sequence of them chasing each other on motorcycles, at least five minutes of that at the end was dedicated to, I'm going to throw a motorcycle at you. I dodged it. I'm going to throw a motorcycle at you. I dodged it. But oh, no, here come the police. Bye. <laughs> where are the police in this? Of course I'll, I will give credit to this movie the one thing I always think of in movies, not just this, but anytime I'm in an action movie and there's like guns being fired and explosions everywhere, I'm always thinking, where are the police? Yeah. They, they always are miraculously not in the scene. But uh, Clive Owen's character was like, send everybody back. We're taking care of this now. And I was like, all right, that's why there's no police. There, there we At go. Least they, they, that's one thing they got right. Um, <laughs> the way it was filmed or... The, the way shots were set up in this really made me think that Ang Lee was really pushing for everybody to be watching this in 3D because they did a, a, a heck of a lot. And you probably didn't notice off because you weren't watching it in 3D. True. They did a lot of Disney 3D. And think, think like Mickey's Magic, you know, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug, like Theme Park 3D, where they're like, whoa, I'm, they almost hit you in the face with this. Whoa, close towards you. The scene where I can think of a couple off my head. So guns being pointed straight at the camera. Yeah. Coming at you. Uh, Will Smith drowning and the mom diving at the camera. Yeah, that's a good uh, a couple, A couple other ones too. Some punches being thrown at the camera. And there was a surprising amount of first person shots in this yeah. movie too like where it felt like a video game. And I didn't know if that was like intentional or not, but like this guy was doing theme park 3d. Like, <laughs> I think that's what his idea of 3d is like how to benefit from 3d. I was, I was, I couldn't help but notice it. Like the first time I let it slide, but after it happened 12 or 13 more times, I was like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? Oh my gosh. I, now I wish I saw it in 3d <laughs> oh, man. Um, so uh, what do you think of Mary Elizabeth Winstead? I liked her. Uh, she was actually, in my opinion, um, like an enjoyable performance. I, I thought that she was um, believable. Like she wasn't like too big or too uh, or too reserved. Like she was somewhere in between, and she just kind of had like a realistic approach to it. So, and she yeah. had, she had a kind of a badass fight scene too. She was pretty vicious. Uh, 
because uh, she was getting beat down in that little like shack over by the the docks when that dude comes in he's like you can tell me now or you can tell me after i've pulled your teeth out or whatever <laughs> uh, where did they and- say they were going what where did will smith take her again i don't remember the little tiny facts because usually we watch the movie and then we would talk about it the next day i had to wait five days yeah. so uh, there's part part of me <laughs> is forgetting but they they went to some, where was the island that they went or the 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 far off the tropical place where the motorcycle oh where, did, um, where, where was that taking place i don't remember Bah- it wasn't the bahamas bermudas it was something like that but yeah i don't remember <sighs> i can't remember where it was. i do remember when they're waiting to be picked up by benedict wong's character she mm-hmm. there's a big emphasis on those fucking crackers for i, I was like yeah they really I, laid into the, that cracker joke a lot and, and even and okay and even after the like the plane appeared that was going to pick them up they both stood up like to like sort of wave the plane closer and she managed to make sure to grab the the box of crackers like <laughs> she's yeah like, she's like holding them close to herself and she's like she's like she's like fuck the blanket i don't need the blanket around my shoulders but I yeah they're they're these. stranded they've they've been stranded they they're they were just assassinated, or excuse me, they weren't assassinated. They were a, an attempt of assassination on both of their lives. And so they leave the country and they just grab what they can. And she grabs the the stale crackers that have been expired for three years. But she's, and she just but, chowing down on them. But she, and she's like eating them like, like, I don't know, like she's like luxury. Like she's like putting like caviar on them or whatever. It was like some kind of like jelly. There was like a whole unnecessary like plot element to her her cracker consumption. Yeah, they they really <laughs> they really focused on the crackers for a long time, and of course they give it to Benedict Wong. Who's like these crackers are good. Hmm. Crackers, I love crackers. I'm Benedict Wong. <laughs> That's exactly right. I forgot about the fact that he continued the cracker thing for himself. Yeah. Like, what is the deal? He just kept like, eating. It felt to me like product placement. Like the, these the crackers like company must have sponsored. Like, well, this movie. I felt like what was it? Coca Cola was a a, oh, a product yeah. placement because. Oh gosh, uh, Clive Owen's boss, <laughs> Ralph Brown. <laughs> I think that was the actor's name. Like, stop drinking. You're gonna drink yourself to death. Here's a Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Oh man, uh, so Benedict true. Wong is in this, and so I like Benedict Wong. I didn't know he was in this movie, um, I but don't... they. Oh, you don't what? You don't like Benedict Wong? No, no, I love I love Benedict Wong. Go ahead and continue. I do have uh, thoughts on this. No, I was going to say I don't know why they emph- they decided to emphasize on him that he's a pilot <laughs> as a plot device. Yeah. But the thing that really bugged me the most was well, he shows up on his little plane, you know, and he 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 picks him up and he takes him to where they need to go. He's like Launchpad McQuack, like that's yeah. his personality. Uh, and great, we can accept that because that's where he's, you know, how he was introduced. But later on, they need a jet. And he's like, don't worry. I know how to get a jet. And the next shot, he's flying a private jet and they just gloss over it. How did this guy get a private jet? Right. Like, And, and it's this whole tiny little subplot that he's in love with the private jet. <laughs> and he gets rid of it towards the end of the movie and he kisses it. And he's like, next time, baby. <laughs> like you remember uh terrence howard in iron man one when he looks at the great iron Man. yeah he goes next time baby like we're gonna get jim and i man too but benedict wong in the plane <laughs> but he's burnt yeah 
Yeah, he. Oh yeah, and he dies. He dies. <laughs> and they straight up. And it took me a second to realize he even died. <laughs> me too. Me too. This is what I was gonna say. There was almost no like no love for his character whatsoever. They the plot just continued to barrel forward as if nothing had happened. I for up until this point of the conversation, I completely forgot that he died. <laughs> It's the, the car explodes. Like everybody, everybody, get out of the car. The car explodes, but they make no real reference to him still being in the car. Like they just keep moving on with their day or the fight. <laughs> oh no, Benedict Wong! Like you couldn't even like give me one shot of like Benedict Wong was still in there. Or oh, even, now it's personal. Or even the epilogue scene, right? They're at, they're over at the college. And they're showing that, okay, young Will Smith's character is going to be just fine. They're all one big happy family now. Like they could have had some moment where they like reflected on the fact that, oh, it's too bad that that Benedict Wong uh, pilot dude couldn't be here with us. He would have loved this, blah, blah, blah. You know, some line would just to give him some fucking like attention. I was like, why did they even cast benedict wong in this role he's such a the the role purely exists as a plot device and he he's ex, uh, uh, like expendable as soon as they don't need a, a plane anymore <laughs> yeah they blew as soon him up as they're done flying he is fucking dead <laughs> so yeah he's just there to get them from one spot to another and that's you're right it. you're right uh, so let's talk about the end of the movie because the end of the movie, the, the very last scene where every everybody's been killed, but the Will Smiths are still alive. Will and young uh, Fresh Prince. Well, Fresh Prince is going to college. Um, and it felt like they they wrote the movie and then they, they pulled, um, I don't know, a writer from Full House that was out of work. Hey, we need an ending. <laughs> Can you just write this last scene? It felt like two different movies, it two did. different writers. This this whole like corny like dad joke like uh, you wish you look like me. Yeah. I'm not race right it. now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is this movie? Why did this turn this way? It's such a corny ending, and it's so it's so like um, buttoned up and with like a bow of like this ended in the most perfect way possible. Like there there's no technology out there there's no uh, blueprints or anything that says this is how to clone a person are, are we really saying that this is not still going to happen like they didn't solve anything they didn't stop anything they, yeah it was it, it, it's so stupid and i'll tell you what was bad was will's young will smith's face in that yeah. scene it, now, it looked like looked like he had butter all over it yeah like they they had blown their budget for the first 90% of the movie and then forgot, oh, we forgot about this end scene. Um, <laughs> because re- really, like, to the movie's credit, I thought the the de-aging of Will Smith was really good looking. Um, it was very convincing to me uh, with only a few minor hiccups here and there. Uh, but I would say almost better than Marvel's de-aging. Actually, I would say it's better looking than Marvel's DH. I agree with that. It, even though I didn't see it with the higher frame rate, I thought there was a lot of swimmy type uh, graphics on on his face. But n- knowing how you saw it and and hearing how crisp it was, I would have to. Assume yeah, well, I'll say it wasn't it wasn't without its couple of swimmy moments. That's a good way to put it. Uh, here and there through the main story, but again, for the most part, it was pretty good looking. But man, they it. Like in those faraway shots where Will Smith, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Will Smith are walking 
to like just talking to each other. (laughs) And it's like these wide shots. Like it looks like they had another actor there and they like physically just real quick, just put his face there for this one shot. (laughs) We're out of money, like a Photoshop, (laughs) like, or like a, like a Snapchat filter. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it was, what it looked like when you could take, when you could find pictures of people and just slap them on your face and Snapchat. Like that's what it looked like. Um, (laughs) But for the most part, aside from that, it was good looking. I thought, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's uh, that's Gemini Man for you. That's Gemini Man, everybody. So I hope uh, our, our review, quote unquote, was really just more. This movie's bad, <laughs> but hey, that's why you uh, you tune into us, right? Because we'll give you the straight dope on these <laughs> movies. Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> thanks so much for sticking with us. It's about time to wrap up the show, Sean. Sure is. I'm sorry. So let me go through my spiel for you, everybody. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, you know where you can find us on social media because we already told you that during the break. But if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WonderRob. That's uh, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. You can also follow Shaf on Instagram at I am the Shoff. I A M T H E S H O F F. That's right. Uh, next week, we're going to be coming at you with a hot and tasty review of Zombieland Double Tapped. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, can this, this uh, zombie sequel possibly live up to the first? Uh, I'll level with you, Shoff. Probably. <laughs> I hope there's more rules. I loved that part of Zombieland. That was like those those vignettes, those scenes with all the rules in them. Those were my favorites. So yeah, I might I might have to go back and watch Zombieland the one again, just because it's I saw it in theaters and then I saw it once when it came out on home video, but, but past that I haven't seen it. Um, so I will I will dive into it again. I think, and then we'll yeah. give you our our hot takes. That's right. On, and then the uh, week following is going to be our Halloween episode. Probably good that we have a zombie episode leading into a Halloween episode. Um, so for our listeners that want to ta- listen along and and maybe read along with us, we're currently reading the Long Halloween, which is a Batman mm-hmm. graphic novel. So um, it's available on Amazon. Get your uh, grubby little hands on it, and uh, and uh, you know read some uh, read some books, you cucks. <laughs> wow you went a really long time without saying it i thought you'd forgotten uh but the tallies at four not as bad as i thought not as bad as i thought Shaf. Uh, but the episode's not over so if you want to get at least one more in <laughs> all right you guys <laughs> thanks for listening everybody all right well, we will see you next week same geek time Same Geek Channel! We love you. I love you, you cucks! (laughs) I got the last one in. (laughs) I I absolutely have to fart. Just like, oh man, I took a huge diarrhea. Alright, here we go. Oh my god! (laughs) Are you saying that you heard that? (laughs) I I felt the rumble here. The rumble pack. Man, this is an aftershock. You felt the rumble pack inside your jeans. I had to. While playing Star Fox 64 with your R wing turned sideways, smashing into the planet's surface. That was good. Good callback. Good callback. You better put that whole thing into the into the outtake. <laughs> With the fart. With the fart. Yep. Is it and this part too, us talking about it being in the outtake. Yeah. It's very meta. Hi everybody. I, I, I always I always like that moment where you say, This should go in the outtake, and that's like the last thing that appears. And then it's like 
Um, Keep it going. I want. <laughs> I still want this. These words to be in the outtake too. Oh, this is a special, special message for anybody still listening. <laughs> Kudos.